Welcome to the Gamers Pub, where buds get together and share some suds. Welcome to the Gamers Pub. I'm glad you're here. My name's Brandon, and tonight I am joined by Shane. Shane. Yes, we are buds sipping on suds, bringing you the gaming news that we know you need to know, because we know it. Uh, isn't that right, Shane? That's that's right. For some of you, you may be thinking, "Man, this sounds a little different tonight." That is because we are recording from our own homes due to self-issued isolation. Is that what we're calling this? Self-issued. Yeah, that works. Self-issued so, isolation. Yeah, social distancing. Yes, you know. at its finest. Yes, kind so of we, being like uh, a stand-in um, vaccine. Way yes, especially since Shane went to a festival last weekend. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tease you because I was supposed to be there too and wasn't able to. Right. My uh, The only way I can really justify it is that it was all outdoors. Um, you know, you're not really crammed into, you know, a concert venue or something. It was all outdoors in a field. Um, the only... The only part that kind of made it weird with uh, viral stuff going around was it was like rainy and muddy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, lots, lots of people's like feet were kind of touching the mud. So I don't know how that all works. <laughs> the feet but were I touching think, the mud. Yeah, it's kind of gross. But um, I think I think uh, I think we'll be all right. All right. Well, Shane, let's go ahead and get started for tonight. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad we're able to continue doing this. Uh, yeah. I still enjoy recording. I don't want to miss this because there's some stuff going on that's not just Corona related this week. Yeah. Even though a lot of our talk is still about the coronavirus, what's going on? Hey, uh, Shane, let's start here, though, and backtrack. Uh, You know, we're still sipping on suds, and I can't actually see what you're drinking tonight. So what are you sipping on? Well, I'm not sipping on suds. I can say that much. I'm sipping on... um, a little, a little uh, mixture that I've mixed up for myself. It's a, um, it is some Evan Williams bourbon, and some, whatever brand uh, sweet tea that I got at Food Lion or Food Depot on the way home. <laughs> yep. I didn't know that you could mix good. bourbon and sweet tea. Well, you just don't ask questions, and then you get, you get a lot of opportunities in life. <laughs> yeah i think i read you could do it and it would be fine and it, it tastes pretty good i mean because there was I, like a uh james dean recipe or not james dean is it james or jimmy jimmy dean what's the know. or maybe what's the whisk the bourbon whiskey or whiskey is it jack it's jim bean jim bean man i'm so far off you were close <laughs> I think I read that James they had something bean. for sweet tea or tea in their whiskey. Yeah, I mean, I I tried I tried to do it just bourbon before, and I just can't do it. Maybe I got to be older or something. But mm. is I I literally just dumped out the glass. I couldn't do it. So I had the bourbon. <laughs> I got to drink it at some point. So I just I thought I'd try right. it with some sweet tea. That's good. What about you? What are you sipping on? Tonight I have, uh, it's called Cane Break, Black Current Mead from the Etowah Meadery in Dahlonega, Georgia. Uh, 
it's actually really good. Uh, so Kate and I went there this past weekend uh, since we didn't go to the festival. Um, stopped by there and tasted some of their meads because you have been talking about mead since I previously met like met you. You're like, yeah, need this, yeah. need that. Guys, we need to try mead. Um, and I was like, yeah, need to try some mead. Yeah, I, I just think it's such a cool um, historical thing. Um, from what I understand, mead was like the first alcoholic drink that was made by humans. And all it is is honey <laughs> and water mixed together. Yeah, and, well, and yeast. And, and I think, well, yeah. is there yeast in it to ferment it? There but is yeah, yeast. Yeah, just honey. Yeah. Yeah. It's to me it's like cool, that's so... interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so what is the what is the brew you have? Uh, this is called Canebreak Black Current Mead. So black it's got like, yeah, black currant. Yeah. So it's actually re- really good. Very, it's got sweetness and tartness to it. Um, I've never really, I don't think I've ever had currants, but it just sound good. Um, from what I've tasted of the mead so far, it's like drinking like Welch's juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, super dangerous. Really sweet wine. Yeah. yeah. So, talking about sweet wine, GameStop is staying open. That goes down like sweet wine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yes. So, even though... Um, you know, stores are supposed to be closing their doors and they're like with all the social distancing. Um, GameStop has said or believes that they qualify as essential retail. Oh, is that what they said? Yes. So they are avoiding closing down because they are essential. Um, this is what says uh, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home. We believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. That's what their memo said. All right. Whatever uh, whatever makes it work, I guess. So that is interesting, uh, especially yeah. seeing how um, some places out in California, um, like the cities are saying, hey, you are not supposed to be leaving your house unless you absolutely have to. Right. Like, um, I was listening to a, a podcast from IGN uh, this afternoon while I was out riding my bike. And they were talking about the fact like, they are, were recording their podcast individually from their own homes. And they basically had IGN, like, send out, like, a gear package to everyone so they could continue working from home. It's oh, like, wow. wow. Yeah. So they were all, like, recording from their computers in a similar fashion as to we are. Yeah, well, I'm not even using a personal computer or Mac. That, I'm using my phone. That is true. Technology, man. Back, yeah, go back like 15 years and tell someone that they won't have any <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Oh, man. Tell our kids one day what all we went through in, in 2020. Uh, oh, <laughs> I saw a meme that was like, um, it showed like an alien ship in the sky. So this is April in 2020. Like, where does it go from here? <laughs> Right. Just crazy. So, for those of you that like, we are recording on Thursday, March nineteenth, and uh, hopefully this will go out on the twentieth or twenty-first. So, when you're listening to this, um, an- uh, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal are already out. But yesterday, GameStop um, announced that 
on the 19th, they were going to release Doom Eternal. And on the 20th, they were going to release Animal Crossing uh, to kind of like disperse the lines and like people trying to congregate. And then today after work, Kate and I get home from our bike ride and I'm scrolling through my Facebook and like sure enough, like my Nintendo forms, like guys, you can go pick up um, Animal Crossing tonight from GameStop. Go now. And it's like, are you serious? So I call GameStop up. They're open. And I was like, yeah, we're <laughs> releasing today. And so we, we get there and they've drawn um, tape lines on the ground <laughs> to form oh, for- a, a, a line to create okay. social distancing <laughs> uh, in their store. And they're like, yeah, we can only have six people in here at a time. So, and there's two guys that are working. So he's like, we, we can only ever have four customers in here at a time. And if any more come in, like in, they'll have to wait outside. That's, uh, I guess they're being conscious about it and, you know, doing yeah, they can to make it, you know, I'm, safe. Right. I'm not mad about that one bit. I, I, it's like, go, go you. Um, do what yeah. you got to do, boo boo. Uh, <laughs> but on top yep. of that, they just were like, yeah, we've released, um, and like everything's being released today because our hours are being um, cut and the stores are going to be closing uh, sooner every day. And they're just like, it's all like, it's just going out, I'm just trying to get everything so out were, there. So their, um, their stagger strategy thing, it, it was for the whole release itself and not just like the release parties. Correct. So they weren't even wow, doing, so they, they, they canceled all of their release parties for the uh, foreseeable future. Oh, okay. So that's why, okay. They had to stagger them. Right. But they were so expecting guess. like a mass amount of people like to avoid a mass amount of people like showing up on Friday to pick up, you know, one or the other or both games they're just like, all right, we get like we're just going to throw them out there and sell them for people for people just to come in whenever to avoid you know any sort of confusion or um, crowded space. They're trying to avoid crowded space, right? So it's just kind of interesting. Um, it's it's uh, I'm also reading that like they are suspending uh, trade-in pr- uh, programs. During this, oh, interesting. Yeah, just to reduce um, foot traffic or to, for like um, infection possibilities. I I don't know. I would like definitely on the, on probably guess. Yeah, right. Like, like if you're turning, if someone's just bringing in the game, like you've got to like disinfect those, clean those somehow. Yeah, I'm not sure how you would clean a console with like you don't want to use a Clorox wipe. <laughs> On everything, like, oh, your Switch games, your cartridges, let me Clorox wipe those real quick. Oh, it's ruined. Well, I did, I read that, um, like, viruses or anything in in general can't, like, survive just on a surface for more than a week or something. So I wonder if they could take their trade-ins and just, you know, lock them up for a week and then pull them out. Maybe. I don't know. Someone smarter than me has probably figured that out, so. I guess you can't do that. I yeah, I have no clue. Uh, but speaking of things taking longer than expected, Final Fantasy VII <laughs> uh, remake uh, may experience shipping delays. The game itself um, 
isn't being delayed, but the fit like the physical copies of the game may experience yeah. delayed shipping. So is it um, delaying printing the games, or is it solely the shipping part? It's the the distribution and shipping of the game itself, which makes sense. Okay. Like that, so. like that that really does make some some sense here. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, Amazon has designated um, vi- video games as non-essentials, um, and so yeah. they're like folks that have pre-ordered Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing are now expecting them next week instead of tomorrow. Huh. They've just been pushed back. Yeah. Okay. So So that did they give a timeline for the uh delivery? Uh for Final, Final Fantasy Seven, no, but they're just saying, hey, just you know, be aware. There may be some delay in getting the game out. Which kind of makes okay. sense. Um Fair it's enough. been like you know how I, I bought that dock um like two weeks ago for m- my Switch? No, I haven't heard about that. Oh, I thought I told you about this. I might have, but I don't remember. <laughs> All right, for the whole world to hear right now, um, I bought um, a dock for my Switch from Skull and Company. Um, they're like uh-huh. uh, portable uh, jump gates dock. It's supposed to be for the Switch and USB-C devices um, and computers, but it's been like mainly for the switch to dock without having to actually like dock it. So it doesn't get scratched up um, or overheat. And um, basically it's been like two weeks now and it's still saying it's in China. Speaking of things, not meeting expectations or exceeding expectations. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Hey, we just got done talking about something taking two weeks to ship from China. Uh, The uh, Microsoft has released information about the Xbox series X. And just kind of the specs behind the new console coming out this fall, which they have come out and said, um, again, like they are expecting a release um, this holiday season. Um, so we'll see what happens with that and if it does happen or not yet. Um, but they are saying right now uh, it's still coming out. That being said, uh, Shane, you pulled up a comparison from The Verge that does a, a, a side-by-side of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And overall, what it looks like on paper is that the Xbox Series X, like the um, hardware behind it, is much like larger, stronger, faster than the PS5. Um, right? Yes, I don't know about much because I don't know the context of all this stuff. But um, the Xbox, the new Xbox, definitely meets or exceeds the PS5 on these um, hardware specs on paper. So uh, I guess I don't really know what goes into making these numbers, you know, turn into beautiful images and um, and what's the word I'm looking for? and uh, visuals on our screens but just on this paper breakdown uh, xbox definitely looks better than the ps5 it does um the storage on the the xbox uh, series x is larger we're getting one terabyte uh, which is surprising that the ps5 isn't a terabyte seeing as the ps4 uh pro and the ps4 slim 
both had one terabyte. That's uh, one thing I noticed about the recent, um, uh, I guess it was like a press alert, press release. Um, it's the the 856, is it A56 gigabytes? No, 825 gigabytes. Wow. Yep. That's some sort of custom SSD that Sony's having made for the PS5. So I don't know what sort of gains they're saying they'll have from it. But I guess there is a reason behind not just doing a terabyte um, SSD. So I guess we'll see about that. But sorry, continue. Oh, no, just like, well, like we're saying, like, it, it just looks like it's got more going on. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns still about the PS5. Um, yeah. Sony hasn't, like, released all their information. Um, Microsoft just gave us specs to look at and, and comparing it to... Um, the current generation consoles, but their main goal was like they wanted to basically take the Xbox One X and double it. Like they, they want it to be. I mean, which I mean, yes, okay, we should expect that. Um, right. For next gen console, like it should be, you know, twice as large. It it, it should be twice as fast. It, it should be um, a harder hitting console compared to the xbox one x which was you know are already capable of doing of doing uh 30 frames per second of getting you 4k gaming um so the xbox series x like they've got to turn that like ramp up um i mean when we look at like the next generation of tvs like we're not talking about like 4k we're talking about 8k um we're talking about things right. that i can't afford um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like, yeah, I feel like they just caught up with HD. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean they're they're looking, like, they're hoping that the Xbox uh, Series X hits 120 frames per second. That's huge. My gosh, I feel like you can't even perceive um, frames per second above a certain amount, like 60. I'm it's not... just gonna look weird, I think. You know, I primarily play on the Switch, so I'm not. Like I'm not even used to a consistent uh, 30 frames per second, so I can't even. Uh, yeah, like, what, yeah, yeah. What is 60 frames per second? I don't even know what, what that is. Yeah. Uh, um, I hate saying that because I love my, my Switch so much. <laughs> um, Caitlin's actually playing uh, New Horizons right now, so can't really go off much from there. Um, but it's talking about N- Nintendo. Uh, and things that I'm excited about and love, they finally gave us a direct. Ah, yes. I saw there was like an it? info dump. I saw there was an info dump, but I didn't realize that was the direct. Yes, it wasn't just an, an info dump. Um, was it Tuesday? It was yesterday. Yesterday, um, they re- had a no. It was Tuesday. It was the 17th. Um, Tuesday they had a. 20 minutes um, Indie World Direct. So we got 20 minutes of um, indie games being released on the Switch. And I'm not going to lie, there were, I think the first three games all said uh, that they were a timed exclusive for Nintendo, which really kind of surprised me. Like, Nintendo mm. does, well, if they're in a timed exclusive, part of that means that, mm. you know, N- Nintendo went t- to them. And offered them money to come to the Switch and only the Switch. First, so like, yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, that's like it may not have, um, but you know, that's a very common practice. It's how 
um, Stadia and Epic, like Epic Games did that a ton when they first launched their store. And so now we have Nintendo getting a bunch of um, indie games mm-hmm. uh, that were exclusive times. And there were a few that looked really cool. Um, I'm not huge into um, anime or Studio Ghibli. Uh, have you heard of those, Shane? Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli is um, a pretty big producer of anime. Um, in I, I, I want to say Asia, um, and so there, well, there's a game coming out called Baldo, and. Baldo is kind of like the style of Studio Ghibli. Um, so it looks very interesting. It looks like um, something like uh, Seven D- Deadly Sins uh, style of art. Um, but it's like an RPG. Hmm. kind of cool. Nice. Uh, they had another game called I Am Dead. And that one looked a little interesting. You're, you're, you're the main character, but you're dead. And you're trying to figure out like what's going on around this town. Uh, there's another one that's kind of like a side-scrolling uh, shooter called uh, Bark, um, where it's a couch co-op game where it's a side-scrolling shooter where you're in, like these uh, cute little critters and pets uh, that have different abilities and different weapons. Uh, mm. Cyanide and Happiness have a a video game coming out. They do? Yeah. I used to love their little comics. I still do. Um, <laughs> what was the one? Oh, Bear, uh, Bear, Bear Grylls. Um, the survivor guy that like overeats everything because everything's food. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my favorite like shorts to watch were the, the um, Bear Grylls ones. Uh, but... <laughs> So yeah, this game is called uh, Freak Apocalypse, and like you're just trying to survive something going on in the world. Uh, it's kind of like a life simulator style of game. Um, it's kind of cool. I think right. what else? There was um, another first person, uh, or yeah, first person shooter, um, battle royale called Quantum League, and in Quantum League, you kind of so the way it looks like it plays out uh, from the just watching the the direct um, when you die you restart but when like you come back the shadow of your past lives are also moving around oh so people could shoot you or a shadow of your past doing the exact same thing as before mm-hmm. but then you could also rewind from where you were at to get ahead, like get back on another player. It looks very different. Uh, Mm. It looks a lot more like a paintball arena style than anything else. Um, What did they say? How many players at once? uh, It looks like it's one V one or two V two. Oh, I thought you said battle battle Royale. It, it kind of is. Um, it's is it I mean, like, like where you a, don't start with a weapon but you have to go find a weapon does that make it battle royale yeah you know, I, I think it is so 
I guess it's more. I don't know because you do have a weapon, so it's, just, it's a competitive online first-person shooter. Oh, okay. That sounds really cool. Uh, it's just different. Sounds different. Yeah. yeah. They talked about um, a, another card-playing game, uh, Team Seventeen. The people behind um, Overcooked One and, and Two have another game called Moving Out, where you move furniture. <laughs> I saw I saw a clip of that. There's a demo, and it's free. Ooh, I might get that. I tried playing it by myself. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't that fun by myself, and it was very difficult. Uh, it would have been... Is there online with the demo? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to try that out later. Yes. Later. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else came on. Like, what was kind of cool... Um, one that they did, they did talk about that I thought was pretty neat... Uh, there's one called Blue, uh, Blue Fire. Um, it kind of looks like an RPG meets Hollow Knight-esque. Okay. So that could be interesting. Uh, and then on the, uh, another one was The Last Campfire uh, from uh, Hello Games, the studio behind um, Zero Horizon Dawn. Dawn is that the one with the expanding un- uh, universe? No, no, no. That's that's uh, uh, Sky. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yes. So they're the the developers behind No Man's Sky, and they have an, another game. And I believe this one is also a timed exclusive for Nintendo Switch. Oh, cool. So that's kind of like the Nindy's roundup from the other day. Um, Hopefully, this means we're actually getting a Nintendo Direct next week now that Animal Crossing is out. It's done. Next week. Yeah. What are they going to talk about? Um, I don't know. Their fiscal year is about to end in oh, okay. like 12 days. <laughs> so they better start talking about something. Yeah. Or else they've got nothing else coming out next year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, that's all that I have for this week's news. Is that right? It is. Um, I saw that you mentioned something about Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Well, I just had a weird thought, a re- weird realization this week. Um, so we know that this uh, COVID-19 stuff um, is very serious, you know, very real. It's a very real threat going going on. Um, so definitely, I'm not trying to downplay it or anything, but the themes that are explored in Death Stranding make it a very weird game to be playing right now, because the whole goal of the main character, at least where I am right now, is that he is tasked with um, traveling across the United States to um, reconnect all these people that have self-isolated. So, in the, in the story of the game, um, the you know there was the the Death Stranding was an event that happened, um, and these you know all these bad things happened that forced people to isolate. And um, there's these people called preppers who have built underground facilities to live in, and it's part of your job to go and find them and connect them to the network of. Um, of really the the remainder of the United States 
to share data and you know try and survive together. So it's weird that the timing of this um, virus outbreak kind of plays into the the release of Death Stranding, which um, when did it come out? Before Christmas, I think. Yeah. So just kind of a weird thought that um, that before the COVID um, outbreak, COVID-19 outbreak, it was kind of a foreign concept to think about people's uh, self-isolating, but now you can see it in real life um, compared to this weird game. So I just thought that was an interesting um, relation. Yeah. No, uh, it's not like they foresaw that this game would have some sort of like application to the near future. No, hope not. <laughs> Uh, unless, you know, the dev was just that insightful. Yeah. As insightful as the Simpsons are to predicting the future. Yeah, that's that's really <laughs> weird. I need to know what's going on there. For real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Shane, I got one last thing for you. We did get one comment for Pub Talk this week, so we are going Ooh. to address it very briefly. Right. Um, Chris Archie wrote in, how do you believe the... Uh, quotes the virus end quote will affect gaming both being played and being made huh i feel like we've talked about that a little bit over the over the last couple of weeks because it's like that's what a lot of our news is is the gaming world being affected by the virus right so what what do you see happening um well, definitely um, production, as at least uh, printing of games onto discs and cartridges has been affected. Because um, I know a lot of chips and discs and all that kind of stuff is produced in China, so that has had a direct impact. Um, so we might, I guess, we could see, you know, people, you know, companies maybe moving their manufacturing out to different areas. Um, so that not everyone is in the same uh, in the same region with their production and manufacturing. Um, so that could be something weird. Maybe game prices go up a little bit if you're not using you know the cheapest labor that you can find. Um, Do you think it, it, it could have a different effect for physical games? Because like thinking about like the whole like self quarantine, isolate. Um, we we could see like game like stores like GameStop like you know we we just talked about them like they can't really afford to close. Um, could this potentially make a case for digital only games, and therefore we're going to see a decline in physical games being sold, and therefore see physical game prices drop. I guess you could see that. Um, it definitely makes take. you think about. Sorry. It's just a different take, like yeah. from what you were saying. Yeah, I guess um, I guess it does point out the fact that um, digital releases are basically as reliable as the internet that you have. So usually, in a lot of places, that's pretty reliable. Um, and then physical, you know, you're reliant upon uh, not only printing and manufacturing of the games on the discs and cartridges, but also shipping. And um, and different things like that. So 
um, you might have you might see an uptick or I guess a stronger swing towards digital from all this, um, possibly. But there's also the factor that um, a lot of people are probably having a lot more time to get through their um, <laughs> their gaming libraries and lineups. So we might see a little you might see a little tick in the overall market of people buying new games um, as the quarantines are lifted and um, all of the outbreak starts to subside. Hopefully, mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, you know, maybe people have a lot of people have been stuck at home, um, probably playing a lot more games than they they might normally play. So, right, maybe we'll see them, you know, burning through their libraries and trying to buy more games. So, that's an interesting little impact. It's really we have no idea how it's going to affect <laughs> uh, the gaming industry as, as a whole. Because I, I definitely do agree that like pe- I feel like people are playing more right now. Because there's nothing yeah. else to do. Like the amount of memes that I see of people um, going like, "Hey, I'm going to be playing games because I've got nothing better to do." Like someone commented like they were going to uh, go play uh, Persona Five through all over again because they had the time now. Uh, right. <laughs> like, they're, like there's just like the amount of time that pe- people are having from this um, is a good bit. And so they're playing yeah. more games so we can see an increase in game sales. I think, um, which I thought was um, inter- interesting, I saw um, a post f- uh, from gamesindustry.biz uh, how Assassin's Creed Unity was the number one selling game last month. Really? That's a 2014 game. I was like, all right, that's that's inter- that's inter- interesting. I wonder why. It was like, you know, you know p- people's backlogs going back to older games. Mm-hmm. Um, like this makes some some sense right now that those are going to be burnt through, which I think makes it even more important that N- Nintendo does a direct next week to show us what's coming down the the pipeline. Um, yeah. At the same time, I can see uh, games that are, are currently being developed for release this year. You know, getting delayed because everyone's having to work from home. Um, mm. So we could see games that were coming out this summer pushed back to winter, or even twenty twenty. Like this year could be completely blank. Yeah, we could see like whatever games were coming out like this month and next month, and maybe even May being it. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, may, like maybe Christmas, we'll see some games coming out as you know companies start to open back up um, around the like around May um, or hopefully sooner than that. But like we we could see debt like or maybe they'll be really great at you know work, working from home and be more productive and maybe without yeah. like a, a crunch uh, culture, they'll be sitting at home working on a game while watching Netflix and just kind of enjoying life at their own pace, but also being super productive, you know, people. Mm-hmm. So a yeah, lot could, could happen. There's um, there's a interesting, I guess, thought process about how much this, uh, you know, at least nationwide quarantine has, will affect like work life culture where a lot of companies have had to, pretty much be forced to um, send their employees to work from home. So we mm-hmm. might, we could even see, you know, lots of industries um, 
have almost an expected like you know work from home day for their workers or something like that so that that could this whole thing could change a lot of um just work dynamics at least in america um possibly other places too all right um so yeah, I think we, we answered right, Chris, I hope we answered your, your question. Um, get some good uh, food for, for, for thought there. Um, but that's all that we have for this week. Uh, so hey, thank you for, for coming uh, and listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, if you like what you hear, please go leave a review on Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, um, something. Just leave a review somewhere for us um, that would be the most helpful thing uh, if you want to to support the show head over to our page on anchor um, and you can financially uh, support there if you want to uh, completely up to you you can find us on facebook or twitter and um, join our growing com- community uh, and engage with us um, and you can be featured on the show at, at some points um, we, we would love to have some more people just pop up on, on the show, um, you know, record the intro for us and you could be, um, features featured on our, our podcast. Uh, our theme song is a mix of chiptune melody by MC Cisco kid and Scarlet fire by Otis McDonald. Our podcasts are edited by Patrick McWilliams with fancy top hat films. And I am your host, Brandon, and I am joined tonight by... Shane. Yes. Um, and we hope y'all are having a great week and doing well. Uh, and we will see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.